0: Hey everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Mike, and I'm Marty, and this is two guys, a league, and some guests. Let's get it started. (laughs) Hey, it's all good, buddy. So uh, as as everybody knows, (laughs) the lost season continues. We, you know, as, as a Habs fan, you're marching towards the deadline and you're marching towards the draft. So, uh, you know, as a Habs fan myself, I'm definitely looking for, uh, you know, a, a, certainly a nice little pick here when it comes to someone like a Ben Sherratt. He's definitely getting a lot of interest in regards to any kind of uh, uh, t- contending teams that want to uh-huh. make a, a final push here towards the, uh, the playoffs. So it'll be interesting to see how things play out and who they move out and who they kind of bring in in regards to assets or younger players and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, uh, I'd be lying if, you know, I certainly hear that they potentially may be able to get a first rounder out of Ben Chirot. Think that, could be tough, but we'll see how it all plays out. But uh, listen, I mean, there's just not much going on uh, with the Habs right now. You know, obviously a huge win for the Oilers against my Habs. But, uh, you know, who isn't uh, mopping the floor up with them lately? So, uh, But listen, it's, uh, it's a tough year. Uh, waiting to see who we end up with at the at the entry draft and uh, you know just kind of trudging along here in the second half of the season so not much more to report than that boys I'm
1: a little surprised we haven't seen much more um, at least rumors uh coming out of Montreal like everyone should be up yeah for grabs, definitely right? like there I yeah. would think I would think it's a very big missed opportunity if there aren't several trades from Montreal's perspective before the trade deadline. Simply because you're going to be blowing it up anyways. Start now. Uh, get these guys out now as soon as you can. It helps with the pick later on, <laughs> obviously, and and just really start blowing this thing up now and, and start looking to the future because this the year is is a goner. So I'm surprised that we haven't. Maybe it's just sorry. Maybe I shouldn't say surprised. It's not that surprising. There hasn't been that much time for the for the two of them to get together uh, and, and really discuss strategy and where it is that they're going. So I would expect that
0: soon. I, I, they're, they're... I I'm sh- I'm sure it's definitely coming soon for sure. I mean giving him what couple weeks here to really kind of assess the team and see where it's at. Yeah, I know he's been. Tra- I know that uh, Hughes has been traveling with the team, so like you're saying, I'm, I'm pretty sure they've had some pretty deep discussions here and how they kind of want to construct this roster going forward. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it definitely will be nice to see what kind of news comes out of Montreal here over the next little bit. You you got to assume that there's going to be a fair bit coming. So uh, you know, I, yeah. I certainly hope that that's the case.
2: I, I think um, the one thing about about uh, the Canadians that. I don't know. I I mean, you, I would love your take, Mike. The thing that would worry me about these guys right now is like, I can't figure out what they are. Like you have really good young players. Um, I have two of them on my team. I love like those young players are amazing. But then you've got a whole bunch of cement shoes around, (laughs) around there and they're not moving quick. Yeah. Like, so you know, I, I, how do you, how do you make that transition? Like some of these guys you could trade away and get, and get like, get some good picks for, I think. Um, yeah. But, but some of them are going to, they're going to hold you back for a while. And I don't know, you know, I'm not as familiar yeah, with the contracts of some of these guys, but, but like, how are you, yeah. how are you going to get, you got to move some of these guys out, which just means like the longer you prolong this, it's just going to like, be a two or three years harder. It's going to be. It's just going to be yeah. gross. And, and,
0: and that's where I really yeah. feel like Gorton and uh, Hughes are going to have their work cut out for them because, you know, to your point, I mean, first I'll, I'll go to, to the identity part. Uh, uh, to me, as soon as you leave, as soon as Price and Weber are not available to you, uh, in my personal opinion, your defensive conscience, which is what that team was. They were more defensive than anything else. I mean, you've got, you know, a man mountain on defense and you've got Carey Price, arguably at certain points over the past few years here, he's the best goaltender in the league. So you lose, to me, you lost a lot of identity in regards to that. And I know it may not seem like the biggest uh, um, loss, but Phil Deneau, Philip Deneau was also yeah. part of that identity, right? So, so to me, you kind of lost the, the, the identity. Now, where it gets really muddled and really muddy for me is kind of what you're, you're pointing out here, guys. They, they've got some great players, but what worries me the most is the contracts, uh, you know, price. Uh, I think Petrie may have another couple of years. I don't think yeah. it's just a year. I think it's a couple of years. Thanks, but God. you've got Gallagher. You've got Anderson. So what worries me more than anything else is... How are we going to lose these contracts? How are we going to get these contracts out of here? I mean, Gallagher's got another five to six, I believe. Uh, Anderson, Josh Anderson's got easily another five to six, and if I'm not mistaken, it might be more. Um, so, I mean, you got a case where there's a lot of lot of money here, and I just like who are you going to trade Gallagher to? Who are you trading Price to? Like oh, you know, who, who's, Hoffman's no, to Hoffman's who's, who,
1: contract's going to hurt you a little bit longer. <laughs> And,
0: and 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 you know a guy like Josh Anderson. Josh Anderson. I mean, yes. I, I, if I, if I'm not mistaken, he's got another five years at 5.5. Like right?
1: Six, six years at five point so, five.
0: Mean, so Horrible contract. T- who is taking on a contract that is that long? And then we go to Gallagher again. And I hate. I know I'm repeating myself here, but there's a lot of big contracts with a fair bit of money, and more importantly, a lot of term. How how are we getting rid of that? Like. Yeah, you, you got to start putting in a second round pick with some of these guys when you when you trade them off, just Jonathan, so the other team will take them. Uh, so yeah, Jonathan Dure, so, even though he's gone in
1: 22-23, like it's five point five. It's just like it's it's just like it's going to take it that one more year. Yeah, like it's it's just because uh, at five point five, good luck. <laughs>
0: Oh, I mean, yeah. i I could i could conceivably see them moving over the next couple of years. A guy like Petrie, and in particular, we like we talked about Charot, but I I don't know, man. Like I I, I just don't. I I, <coughs> I I can't see a path forward. How those players are being treated? They're, they're going to have to eat
2: salary. I, I That's just like there's no no two ways about it. They're going to have to eat salary. Which you know what? If they can eat some salary, you know, let's say they took. Let's say they want to move Josh Anderson and they took half his salary. You know, they they eat half, but they get some, maybe a pick or two or three or whatever, because you're going to eat some of that. Like that's the only way they're going to do it is if they eat some of the salary. And, you know, as much as Mike Hoffman has just been a bust, I can see him potentially getting moved i think the problem is it's still like two more years at 4.5 so they got to eat that salary in some way shape or form yeah. um on the defense it's i mean actually the defense is going to be an interesting one because next year there's a lot of ufa and rfa guys so maybe they can do some do some damage there. Goaltending. good i don't know <laughs> now who knows who knows like does somebody does somebody does somebody take a flyer on price at some point um i don't know <laughs> jesus i can tell you that uh he would fit in he would fit in in buffalo because they have zero goalies so well that's so <laughs> yeah. even a non a non-playing price mm-hmm. is better than what's happening down there right now but um and that's <laughs> you know. a good point and i and, and i don't know how they're you're, sorry
0: can you imagine price here can you imagine price hearing that? <laughs> hey Carrie, we've uh we've looked over your we looked over the clauses here and yeah, uh we're yeah. gonna trade you to Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. Buffalo. <laughs> like buff Buffalo. Oh. <laughs> um sorry boys. No, no. <laughs> no thanks. thanks.
1: <laughs> yeah, ten point five. I mean at the end
0: of the I mean at the end of the day they're 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 in a uh between a rock and a hard place for sure. I I just don't see this team, you know. Uh, You start looking, what, like three, four, five years out here before the mess kind of (laughs) gets, you you know, the mess clears itself a little bit. Because if you're not getting rid of these contracts, we're still sitting here three, four years from now talking about Um, Gallagher as a ab. Well,
1: see, that's the good thing about what this team has done with this management now. Like, they've gone out and they got people who are willing to move and shake and not just sort of repeat the same old, same old. Uh, They're aware that you need to restart um, and blow it up which means some years of potentially losing it is what it is and that's hopefully that's the direction they go into and not just continue down this path status quo where everything's there's no identity you guys just basically hope that price is good and Weber comes back and you hope and you hope and you hope and that's no weight. that's there's well no you never know
2: though they, they they win the uh if they win hope. that uh, uh Shane Wright lottery then who knows Things change.
1: Shane Wright is not Connor McDavid, who, by the way, still isn't no. winning Stanley Cups.
2: Nobody's Connor McDavid. No,
1: and until he wins a Stanley Cup, not even he's Connor McDavid, right? Like he's not even no.
2: Even Connor no, McDavid's no. not Connor McDavid. He's
1: Connor with a K. That's it's not the same thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: It's a good it's a good segue to talk about the Oilers and say that listen, the Oilers have hope. And it's what we talked about in the last episode. And, and, and that hope is doing them some good right now. Because uh, they were there. That's all they had left. The uh, uh, Last week, Kane was on the horizon. <clears throat> and that was about all that was happening. Now, they won that game in Calgary, like I mentioned, which was a bit of a come, come from behind. Not terrible, but a, l- a little bit of one. They came back. And I think it was in the second period. They were down. No, sorry. They were up. And then uh, Calgary tied it up. And it kind of looked like the usual Edmonton's just going to fold to their opponent and they're going to lose the game. But they actually rallied around Miko, who actually did some pretty nice timely saves, ended up winning that game. And they they haven't lost since. So that's maybe the beginning of their new chapter for the season. The one that they will call hope. Because that's all they had left. And Kane comes in last night to fill in a little bit more hope and provides a goal. Was it on his first shift? Too? I don't
0: think it was on his first shift, but uh Okay. No, I mean, he was he made a he made a pretty big impact here. He did. You could see you it you know, kinda coming coming off and, and the and the guy hasn't played hockey in a couple of months here, too. Okay. So it was, I mean, you know the feel you know my feelings, Marty, about this guy and Scott, I know you you're listening to the program when you're not on it, so I mean I, I'm not a fan of this guy whatsoever. Now having said all of that. I mean, it certainly is allowing this team to, I think, set their lineup the way they want. I mean, I know you can probably speak to this a little bit more, Marty, being an Edmonton fan yourself, but I did notice the, the lineup uh, card uh, for Edmonton last game, and having McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Nugent Hopkins down the center ice, uh, it had to feel pretty good, man. Yeah. I
1: but like I I've <clears throat> I've seen I've seen impressive Edmonton lineups before like it's fine like they this wasn't an area again this wasn't necessarily an area that needed too much improving on and mm-hmm. when you bring a guy like Evander Kane into the fold yeah you're it's gonna affect all the way down now you guys look that much better so th- it's great it, it's absolutely great and yes they they've gone uh, – I I don't know if I want to say a tear. Uh, but they've won. I think it's four in a row. One, two, three, four. Seven, two, three, two, three, two, and five, three. Like they're scoring goals, they're keeping them out of the net as well. Um, this is what you need to 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 win. To win games, you need to score goals and keep them out of the net. And they're doing exactly that. They look like the team did at the beginning of the season. So that's great. Um, they need this to hold. Though, like they need this to be okay this is a change this isn't just a, a one-off and then all of a sudden have another 10 game losing streak you can't do that anymore this is it like this is this is where you've turned the page and you're now going to be that successful team that we hoped for at the beginning of the season and saw and you went through this massive pile of crap in the middle and it's a great story because you bookend it with championships so that's great but still too early to tell. Again, not addressing an issue by going and get Kane, but it makes what you're already really good at even better. So great. Maybe that maybe that will be what this team needs then.
2: Well, you know I'm what? I Convince. So three things. Number one, when I heard that Kane had signed with them, all I could imagine was, and I don't think this would ever happen because I don't think he's this type of guy, but I imagined Connor McDavid going up to him and giving him the speech. Like, here's the deal you're here to play fucking hockey at your best and none of that other shit like i don't know if i don't know if mcdavid the guy in the dressing room i would love but if you want to own this team you need to go up to him kane and go this is your chance yeah this is your like this is your nhl career here because if you don't do it here it's not happening so that was number one. I just don't know if McDavid's that kind of guy, and I don't know who on the team would be that kind of person. Um, number two, maybe, maybe Dry Saddle for that matter. He he's, seems to be a little bit Um so <laughs> but, <laughs> but the two things I like, no, I like Dry Saddle. I, I like uh, that he did all that. So I'm, I'm all for it. But I don't know how a team with Cody CC, <laughs> Keith Duncan, and Jesse Pugliarvi win. Yeah, it's a solid point, my like, man. I just don't know. <laughs> that is a but solid just, point. You know, I went I rode the rode the Cody CC roller coaster for a while <laughs> yeah. when he was on the sends. And I tried to pretend like he was a good player, <laughs> yeah. and then I was like, nope, now he's <laughs> yeah. gone. He's a terrible player. Um Dollars. Duncan Keith is like he's got cement shoes. Um, and I don't know, I've never been a Jesse Pouliarvi fan. Um, somebody tried to trade me him this week, and I was Whoa. like, "I can't do it. No no, can't, no, 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 I can't handle this." Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know what your take is. I, how, why is Hyman on the third line? Like, that's, I don't know. And weird, that's weird to me. That's happening. been
1: always. That's been one big thing I've talked about a lot. Is that uh, Dave Pitt? Dave Tippett doesn't really do a good job with this lineup, uh, and he's the constant shuffling of the lines the entire season long has been part of the issue. And it's it, 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 game in and game out. It doesn't get any better. Hyman should not. Sorry, did you say he was on the third line?
2: Uh, yeah. He, he, I mean, obviously he comes in and, and he's coming back yeah. from an injury and all of that kind of stuff. So,
1: but he's been shoveled. Like, But,
2: but for them to win, he has to be on. Yeah. Yeah. But he's like, he's going to have to be up on that top. Like he's got to have like Fogle should not be ahead of him. <laughs> so I think you need. I I think you that moved up and and uh yeah and I it's I, don't know. I honestly it I
1: actually I I had suggested something along the same lines for Alex Berkovski in Colorado too. He's another player that would benefit more from stability rather than constantly being juggled through the lineups with other top 6 players. Find some some chemistries. He's very, very talented. Hyman is always there when you need him. That's why you take a player like that and you throw him around your team. Some coaches, I believe, feel like you need that kind of player so that you can be Successful down the road. Colorado's a different breed. I think they're successful without shuffling Burkowski all around. I think they would benefit more from having him kind of cement down an an area. But they've had a lot of injuries, so that's a bit of a tougher to to prove at at this point. But with Edmonton, and specifically with Hyman, um, keep him with McDavid all the time. Uh, What the two can bring out of each other doesn't happen in one, two, or four games together. It happens in a season. Uh, they, they'll go through some shit together, and they'll be that much better. It, it's not necessarily for this year; it's for next year. How much better this team could be if Hyman and McDavid had some serious chemistry going? Then you've got Drysidle with uh, with the Nuge, or you know, figure out someone else. <laughs> like you can now have Kane, I suppose, and that's that's the chemistry for them. What I'm getting at is, you. There's, there seems to be a better. There needs to be a better approach with the type of player that Hyman is, and with McDavid and Drysdale. And I don't think Tippett has a clue what
0: to do with this team. I mean, at the very least. You got this four game going on, especially after everything that went down. I mean, we were talking about it a couple of weeks ago, Marty. It was getting pretty toxic yeah. in Edmonton. So at the very least now, you've got the kind of a little bit of a streak going here. It's nothing massive, but you know what? Better, better than losing yeah. four, right? So at least they got things kind of going in the, in, the, in the right way. And I mean, who knows? Maybe the combination of getting a player of uh Kane's ilk you know regardless of what anybody thinks of him as a person or his character you know on on ice product if it starts to help things turn around and you know a big like we talked about a big game against Calgary you know who knows I mean I I still would have to agree with Scott I mean play you know playoffs was certainly something that was a lot more certain at the beginning of the year um not 100% sure about that at this point, but even if they do get in, there's going to be a little bit of an issue in regards to that goaltending, right? And that kind of defensive game that they they lack. So, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what they do here over the next little bit. Are they going to shore up anything? Uh, you know, I know that they're trying to, to, to do some things in regards to the goaltending issue, but... You know, can they maybe get another defenseman in there? Who who knows? Uh, we'll see what happens here over the next little bit with Edmonton, but at least things have turned around in regards to them producing some wins. Scotty, are you still there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I just can't hear Marty. Okay. No, and neither can I, so I think Marty's the only one that uh, maybe either. Yeah. Of hey, because, uh... we're good now. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Oh, marky Dokie. Hey, he's back.
1: Marty said, I, <laughs> I just noticed something.
0: I just noticed that I had
1: muted the microphone because I don't know if you saw me, it was coming off. So I had to tighten it up and I didn't want to make all kinds of noise. I just forgot to turn it back on because I'm an AV tech. So, yeah.
2: Marty, Marty, you're a beauty oh. and a beast. So I, oh, I'm
1: going to be on oh, the list. Yes. Oh, again. I feel like I was already. Yeah, Tom put me on the list once. <laughs> there you go i'm doing pretty good i'm not in the nhl but somehow i'm on these damn lists all right let's go first i'll
0: I'll go Uh, first boys i'll uh, i'll start i'll start her off so listen uh, we're only going with each one beauty and one beast this week because we're three of us so we didn't want to uh we didn't want to completely bore the listener so uh here we go Uh, Beauty for me this week will be Seth Jarvis. So I kind of wanted to go off the board a little bit. Not necessarily a guy that's coming at you with these huge stats or point per games or anything like that so uh, you know you're looking at a guy he's five ten, 175 pounds he's 19 years old Uh, so we're talking about youth in the league here boys Uh, here it is uh, staring us in the face Uh, he's got 32 games played 8 goals 16 assists for 18 points he's only playing about 14 minutes but he's making the most of his opportunities at a plus seven Um, he's been all over the lineup a little bit throughout the year Uh, did not start the year uh, with Carolina but has certainly made the most of uh, the opportunities he's been, he's been given. Uh, he's currently playing first line with Ajo right now. Uh, I can't remember who else is on that line with him. I, I, actually, oddly enough, I think it was Jordan Martinook uh, that I saw today on, uh, on uh, one of the websites. But I seriously doubt that will stay for any long-term uh, um, solution. But uh, this kid is definitely somebody that you want to keep an eye on, uh, especially us with our uh, future stars in our league. It's definitely uh, somebody that may be of interest there. Um, any Daily Fantasy as well, guys, right now, he's definitely a good pickup. I picked him up myself here over the past week. Uh, so if you're looking to uh, add a little bit of uh, offense to uh, to your lineup, you definitely want to take a look at uh, Seth Jarvis here over the next little while. Uh, the guy has definitely gotten the trust of uh, Brindamore as well, as he's playing on the second power play unit too. So... A little bit of a bonus air for hopefully some extra extra production, uh, and there you are. Uh, Seth Jarvis is my beauty for the week. Uh, beauty for the week. Um, any uh, any comments on that, boys? Or beauty? <laughs> no, 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 moving I, um, on. <laughs> I'm definitely
2: I, I, I agree with everything you said there. I think um, you know, as a, as as a guy, you know, in a rebuild. I'm always looking at these guys. I've, I've got a really good sense of like the teenagers in the league. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about the thirty-year-olds, but the teenagers in the league have got it's a covered.
1: Weird sentence. Um,
2: it really is, but uh, <laughs> I 100% agree with you. Can you I will be. That? That'll <laughs> be in the trailer. Just that line. <laughs> oh goodness.
0: <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, yeah. Well, listen. Uh, m- moving, moving on with my beast for the week. Uh, I think we can all agree that Jordan Binnington fits the bill. Um, You know, we talked at length here about Huso and and about uh, St. Louis and their goaltending, so I won't... uh I won't bore anybody here other than, uh, listen, Binnington is going to have a fight, uh, an uphill battle here uh, with Husso. You know, St. Louis is definitely in a situation where it's not like they're going to let games go here. So if at the end of the day here, over the next, uh, you know, let's say a nice little handful of five to 10 games, five to seven games, if uh, Binnington doesn't get this thing turned around here, they definitely will turn to uh, Husso. And I could definitely, I mean, again, if he's playing that bad, I could see them running with uh, Ville Husso in the playoffs as well so uh, this is a guy who you know he's got a big contract I don't know if he's feeling the pressure of it or what what the case may be but you know the one goal he's playing great in front of the system that they have out there and Bennington just isn't able to make it happen right now so you know as we said he's definitely going to get some leash here to uh, find his footing but uh, he better find it pretty quick here because St. Louis isn't exactly in a situation where they can give up games here either.
1: That's the scary thing about I guess St. Louis, too, is that at any given point, Jordan could decide, all right, I'm going to start playing better. Now now you've got this great problem where you've got two goalies, hot as anything in the league, going in the right direction, going into the playoffs. So it's why I feel pretty good about that Stanley Cup favorites. Maybe not, again, favorites, but, um, but yeah, Jordan Bennington, I do feel ultimately he figures this out. And I do ultimately feel that it ends up being a 50-50 split, and Jordan ends up going into the playoffs. I think that's what ends up happening. Um, not a bad situation for St. Louis again. So, but you're right. Right now, deserving of the title. Um, Scotty, did you want to go next, or do you, I? I'm. I mean, I'm. Yeah. Yeah. Cued I can. Up.
2: I, you're good. I am. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I got a two-pack of goalies here. Uh, two-pack. Nice. A two-pack. Uh, the first one was uh casey DeSmith, smith the beauty play one of the goal the saves of the oh, year um yeah the one he did the other night against um detroit Dil- just absolutely robbed robbed dylan larkin like you don't get a bigger <laughs> net and you know what it reminded me of boys i mean for those of a certain vintage like you, like us it reminded me back to the days of the um Hassock or patrick Wah type saves where you're just like holy yeah. and yeah. the crazy part was he made a save probably two minutes before that where he stacked the pads oh, really? or kicked out his foot which was insane as well and i was like oh there there that's the save of the game and then he went and did the second one in in ot and i'm like all right this is crazy town so to me that was uh I loved it. Loved watching that. I love dramatic goalie saves, and especially when they stretch across like that. And like I said, I miss those days of 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 the the Hassocks and the the Patrick Waz and the flamboyant like saves. And uh, <clears throat> so he fit the bill there. It was uh, absolute. And the fans, the fans went nuts on it. And you yeah. just you gotta, you know, you see something like that in a that full stand, good. you see yeah. the crowd go wild um he I was looking at him and my like watching him spread across the the crease like that made my groin hurt but uh I oh, recovered
1: there it is there, there's another sound bite <laughs> right
2: there <laughs> I recovered boys I recovered I recovered really well um Good but yeah you. Casey de Smith is definitely my beauty for this week um that's beauty and then moving nice. on to the moving on to the beast uh that Arendelle Hit on on Batherson. Uh, you know what yeah. bothers me most about this so here's the thing if runs Aaron Dell people will go bananas Aaron Dell was out of the crease he was behind the, he was behind the goal line and he just like he could have been Batherson could have run him if he really wanted yep um yeah We don't, you know, that's, that's not in the league anymore. You don't do that, but probably for (laughs) a really good reason, but you cannot, if you want to be protected when you're out of the net, you can't go and do crap like that. And, um, and I know Mike, you have a good take on this, but like, I was actually really surprised. He got the three game suspension. I saw somebody brought up that whole sort of the suspension should be similar to the injury that people get because he's out, he's out long-term um yeah, at least yeah. a couple months but he got three games yep. but, but I think the other the big thing that came was yeah. that I was surprised is the when they waived him I I was quite surprised yeah. I was super surprised <clears throat> on that because that was a message yeah <clears throat> and it's not like they have a lot of a lot of well, depth there no. so I was pretty <laughs> no. I was surprised but Mike you had a you you we you and I had a little back and forth on that maybe uh maybe you want to jump in on that the, one the
0: thing for me and and this has happened in the league numerous times. I mean, I I hate it whenever a guy and we're talking about Aaron Dell here. Okay, so this isn't Patrick Waugh. This isn't Marty Brodeur. Okay, so this guy comes out and gives him the shimmy shoulder, cuts him into the boards, and now the guy's gone for two months. Like I'm I'm really really sorry. And and listen, I. Whatever the case may be, the the, the play uh, players got to talk to the league or whoever has to come to the table. Aaron Dell shouldn't be able to play the rest of the year. Okay, three games for me. I'm sorry, the guy <laughs> wasn't playing in the next three games anyway. So, like, the, the, this is a, This guy is an absolute non-factor in Buffalo. Okay, he takes out the the Senators' best player, and, and and I I think I can say that very safely here. Like, takes him right out, just like that. And I know Ottawa, it, there isn't any kind of a playoff fight or anything here, but it just, as you can see, I'm quite passionate about this play and I have no dog in the fight in regards to the actual players in a, in a hockey pool or whatever, but I'm a fan of hockey and you're losing a great player because this guy, this, and and I'm sorry, if these goalies are going are gonna to come out of their crease like that, at trapezoid, no trapezoid, I don't give a damn anymore. If these goalies 100%. are going to come out of the net, you're fair game. that's what i was gonna say like i don't i don't understand the
1: argument that suggests that they're not fair game like i i know there's a side of it that's like well these players are coming so fast and they're so big they could really take out a goalie goalie is literally an equipment designed to protect him from pucks that are coming at him for at 100 plus miles per hour i think they'll be fine and even if they're not stay in that then. You can't go out doing stuff like this or like yeah. even if let's say let's say there's no ah well, okay is are we saying there was intent to injure? Well. Difficult, but let reg, regardless of it, let's say, you know, he goes out and and he doesn't accomplish what he's after, so he tries again. It doesn't matter. You put yourself out there, you've given your, you've given it an opportunity to happen. So you need to be treated the same way as any other other um player that's going to be out on the ice. There's no there there is there's no reason not to at least consider the concept that when a goalie comes out there a rule should be created or amended so that they don't have fair game that puts them very much at a huge advantage. They can come out and you can't touch them you've given the keys to the car to the 13 year old kid. Of course he's going to take advantage of it. Like this is ridiculous to think that the goalie wouldn't just take advantage of the situations, regardless of if he's trying to injure or not. It just puts them in that advantage. And and, that's not right.
2: The other thing too, is it's not the first time Aaron Dell has come out of the net. Like he is, he, (laughs) unfortunately for me, I picked him up in my uh, taxi squad, but that's okay. We'll be fine. Um, (laughs) But uh, (laughs) I'm going to wave him too. You're out. Um, <laughs> nice. yeah. That'll learn him. <laughs> But, See, but, and, and but for, it's not the first time he's come out. Go ahead, and,
0: Mike. and for me, I find it quite insulting whenever they come out a couple days later and, okay, well, we've given him three games suspension. Like, I, I find that very insulting as a fan because, in my personal opinion, it was there was an, uh, an intent. And whether he thinks that there's going to be an injury at the end of that intent is irrelevant. Like you now made the move and that's the consequence, the consequence, the consequence that this guy has a high ankle sprain and he's gone for two months. So for me, it's an eye for an eye. And that guy needs to be gone for as long as Batherson is gone because now the senators are without his services for the next two months. So you mean to tell me that you're going to come back at me and you're going to tell me, well, you know what? Here's how we solve this problem. We're going to give Aaron Dell, okay? Aaron Dell. Sorry. Let's bring up – everybody bring up his stats. Okay, I'm going to give you time. Three, two, one. Okay, that's Aaron Dell. Like, fuck, (laughs) this guy is nothing. He's nothing to the league. He was never going to play another three games the rest of the year, potentially. So I find it very insulting. Uh, As soon as the play happened, I I mean – he saw the way he went down, and it didn't look good right off right off the bat. I mean, as soon as I saw that first replay, and you see his ankle, mm, I mean, it's just it's not good, right? And 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 look, I understand that the, you know the the Senators there, there's no playoffs for for them or any of that. But guess what? For the fans of that team, don't you want to see Drake Batherson? Don't you want to see this guy push 60, 65, 70 points? A, like there were there were still things that this team could hang their hat on, well, and and, and, and Patterson was one of them. And when you've got a
2: young team who's trying to, you know, definitely on the upswing, who look good, you want those top six. You want your t- top six playing together. You want that chemistry continually building. I don't care if we're out of it. Fine. That's no big deal. I yeah. want the chemistry.
1: It's called development. So, yeah. E- e- w- yeah, there's still development that's being missed now. Now, instead of developing on the ice with his fellow teammates, all that's being missed now. So now he's somewhere else and not developing. He's He's now he's standing still. So, There's an argument always that 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 usually that comes up that I'm always uh, I never know where I'm going to land with it and and that's in the concept of you know you injure somebody they're out for x amount of games it should happen to you too it's such a difficult thing to get into obviously the NHL is probably never going to look at something like that but at the very least they do it's been years now that they've needed to reevaluate how they punish.
2: Mm Uh, and yeah. look at things, especially goalies, especially goalies. Yeah, especially goalies. Yeah, and because like like you said, he's not gonna he wasn't gonna start anyway. So you just yeah. you, you suspended him for three games. Now he doesn't have to sit at the, on the end of the bench. He can it's go like, like taxing sit at home a, and watch the game. It's,
1: it's like the taxing a millionaire. You know, like thirteen cents a year it does nothing. There's no point in doing that. You're not. It's not getting anybody anywhere. So not having and especially considering now that you'd said I didn't know this but that he's a repeat offender not having something in place to discourage that what do you think's going to happen then so. well
2: that's that's why i i applaud buffalo waving him he yeah. cleared waivers I'm like, you know what? That says a message, right? Like, yeah. you know, Buffalo's trying to create an identity here now too. <laughs> Their identity currently is no goalies and Craig Anderson. Came <laughs> <back>. <laughs> so, you know, there's that. Um, yeah. They might they might want to continue working on that identity, but um, I think I think it sends a right message. And uh, you know, I, I was surprised to see it, but I like yeah, it. Me too. You, you yeah, don't usually sure. see that.
1: No. Um, all, right. all right, and the last little bit will be for me. I've got my beauty and my beast. Uh, my beauty is Mason Mar- Marchment, or is it just Marshman? <laughs> Marshman. let's go, go Marshment.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh,
1: Marchmont Papers got six points in his last four games. I'm gonna try that nickname for him. Six points in his last four games, and four of them being um, of the goal variety. Mm, thank you very mm. much. Overall, in just 20 games, he's actually up to 17 points, plus 16, 38 shots on goal, 13 minutes of ice time, and on a third line, no power play. This kid is, is just basically showing, like, uh, I'm over here. I'm really good, too. He's in Florida. Like, what are you going to do? Everyone's really good. But it's nice. Like, that's why Florida's so freaking good. Up and down, they're just completely deep like this. With players like this that like, come out of nowhere, and you're like, well, who's this guy? Yeah, you should If you can, pick him up. Because he's been very good lately too. So that's just more fuel for Florida because obviously they need more of it. Um I actually I don't I don't even know that he was on my radar during the uh mid-season. our midseason picks too. And I wish I would have picked him up. Cause I he would have been a good a cheap one to pick up, but I didn't even consider it. But again, third line, no power play. You know, can you imagine what this what he's going to do when he's actually in the top six? Like obviously he's trending in that direction there. So he was in Toronto. So-
2: Here's the interesting thing about that kind of thing, and this is where I'm always like, I, I always try to temper myself a little bit. Is when you get a guy like that on who's young on the you know third line, and do right, on a team like like that, okay, great, he plays really well when you're on these awesome, you know, you got you're surrounded by some of the best players in the league. The question yeah. becomes, what happens? you know, when you're not. Um, So, I mean, I'm super pumped for the guy. I think it's great. I'm not sure. I don't know how, how much he keeps it up, but you know what? Ride it.
1: Right. Yeah, is it real? That's the that is the biggest question, right? Like, is it real or is it just sort of a one off? And you know, he's gonna fizzle out. You'd never really know because he's only got um, two other seasons under his belt. One of them with Toronto, where he only played four games, or three, or whatever it was. Um, and then you know, last season Florida. Now this season, so he's played twenty games. He's got seventeen. Part of it seems like he can do it with with anyone, but. Again, like you're saying, like Florida is such a deep team. He's playing with some skilled players. So if you take that away, does that do his numbers reflect that? So that'd be difficult. But uh, it's like you said, write him. It's a, he's a good guy to go for. Someone you should not be writing right now, technically, is Alex Pietangelo. He is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> he has been. The thing about him is, like, I know I know there's more to this game. He's, I should say he's horrible. He's not horrible. He's obviously very good. Um, but I didn't, I wasn't really a big fan of him being named to Canada's team. Um, uh, like uh, right out of the gate, he was the top, he was in one of the first three listed, right? It was him, Crosby and, um, Nathan, I believe. Was that not the three? Am I wrong about that? Hello? Uh,
2: yeah, <laughs> I'm not actually sure, but I'm, uh, Okay. you well, know what, you have a, you, them, I think. you, have a face that makes me believe it. So
1: there you go. Yeah, the listeners out there. I've got a face that makes you believe it? <laughs> that's good. I'm gonna get a shirt that says that. Um, so, anyways, so yeah. So Pierangelo's got five games. Sorry, in his last five games, got zero points. He's a minus four on roughly 24 minutes played. That's a lot of hockey. Um, in Vegas, there's quite a few players I was thinking about putting on here. I thought about putting Stone. He's got a lot more injuries than anything else, though, because he's still over a point. But he has to, Stone actually has another point in four games either. Um, and then there's, uh, Marcia show who's another one who's got, Oh, in four games, Stevenson sort of fell off after being like basically one of their quiet leaders for a while. Um, the team as a whole, I don't know, there's stuff that's going on with them. It's, it's a bit weird. Uh, cause at the end we all believe that they're, uh, that Vegas is a playoff team. They're going to be fine. They're going to play really well. They're just right now, their main players are kind of struggling a little bit, but that is a good thing about Vegas. They've got a lot of people who can step up and and play, and play a little bit better. uh Stevenson used to be one of those. He probably still is, but just lately he hasn't been. So maybe Riley needs to pick up some slack. Last night there were some names I didn't even recognize. So, you know, good for them and good for Vegas. Um but still, Pierre Tangelo is someone that you can't re- if you're going to play 24 minutes a game, you've you're you're, the, you're one of the reasons why you're you're supposed to be feared. So, going 0 for 4, or 0 for 5, uh, 0 in 5 games, sorry. It that's that's going to hurt your team and it's reflecting in some losses. So it is what it is. So yeah, we, um, well, <laughs> we're down one. We, we, we lost Mike <clears throat> for the end of the show. Not sure what happened. I guess he was just, yeah. he, he didn't like that. I picked your He didn't like what I had to say.
2: Maybe, thought, maybe. Yeah. Well, no, I think it's the I'm other way. Maybe he just got angry. Maybe he just, <laughs> he was just like, I can't, I can't handle this. No, he's, too, he's too he's yeah. too beasty. maybe he's scared of be
1: he's too beasty. <laughs> he's too beasty. but uh
2: I, one final note <clears throat> you, you okay. made me think about this at some point we're gonna have to talk about this but this canadian men's olympic team is like the weirdest beer league hockey team yeah. i've ever seen it's it like <laughs> you've got like these teenagers playing with these old guys and you're like what the hell is this we don't have a it's shot it's gonna be hell. fun to watch. it's it, it gonna be interesting to watch
1: good for russia congratulations on the gold oh um, jesus <laughs> like yeah enjoy yeah it's it's best it's first place to second place now that's that's all it is oh this, my Russia's God. Gold. this is not fair at all but silly silly maybe that'll be the next show um oh did i just get a text from mike sorry boys I'm trying to log back in Oh. All right. Well, this is, gonna be, this is gonna be a good one to edit. Uh, I got a lot of stuff to do. <laughs> I got my work Perfect. cut out for me. Yeah. Um, Try
2: to stitch those rants together.
1: <laughs> it's been a couple. Uh, I fell asleep at one point. No, no, that's
2: not true. <laughs> oh goodness.
1: Um. All right. Well, I mean, I'll right. let Mike know.
2: I think I need just. I need to do one last check to see where everybody's at in the league right now. It's a good call actually uh, i think you're you're looking good there marty this really? is gonna make for a by five really okay. interesting is it gonna make for such an interesting week wow,
1: four goals from dallas mm-hmm. nothing from pavelski thanks bud
2: <laughs> thanks for coming out uh,
1: so that's by who do you f- play next week Ooh. uh I play Joel next week so that's another big one
2: oh interesting yeah. Um, Ooh, Chester,
1: did Chesterkin play today?
2: I don't know. Yeah. I got your dad next week. I think. Starting Sunday. Yeah. So, yeah, Chesterkin. Okay, so Chesterkin got two points.
1: And Sorokin, uh, looks like well, right now he's not winning anyways. Kemper, is he in Nets? Facing Sabre Yeah, so if he gets the shutout, Joel could, Joel's still very much in it. Only three points behind. Mike's got tons of players, but most of the games oh no it's still going yeah eh, mike should win
2: uh, it'll be an
1: interesting oh win. god no sorry 52 i thought it was 42 <laughs> there's no chance for joel
2: <laughs> you're uh yeah no, no 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 which that'll be a big deal like if like so he lost last week lost the week uh if he loses this week what yeah. looks like it and then he's got a big one next week so m- injuries things man. just got tighter real. For right. real Mike just
1: said he he totally cannot log back in for some reason <laughs> that's weird I was about to say th- all
2: right you said things got real and I was about to say real tight and I was uh then I realized mm. again again another little sound bite for you
1: Oh, but there's they're so good. Yeah, I can use them I could use them so many different ways. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like pepper. I'll just sprinkle some a little bit here, a little bit oh, there. Yeah. Yeah. Every once in a while I'll put one of your sound bits in. That's funny.
2: <laughs> just, um, did you see right, uh, by I, the way? I, did you see by the way the uh Michigan goal ziegris? Like can that guy Yes. Does that, that's like is he's, that all he he's does? making
1: that goal boring. <laughs> I know <laughs> that's what's I happening. Know. Like it's oh this again. Literally, when it came up, I saw. It, I was like, oh this again.
2: Yeah. Like, well, that's, that's what where we're said, at with Segras. That's what somebody said recently. They were like, the Michigan goal is just a normal goal now. Like it's just yeah, the deal. We've, so we have gonna
1: actually. What's impressive was it last. Yes. Okay. So it was last night. It was Huberto. Check this out. Huberto faked it and then got the puck in front, and they scored a goal. He was behind the net and he went down to do it, which got uh, the defense and the goalie all ready for that. So the goalie kind of stood back and made sure his shoulders were against the post. And then right away, he just came out to front and then backhand passed to, I think it was Bennett. And that's how they won the OT last night. They went into OT, and that's how they won the game. Not- Huberto is on another level right now He really he's, is He's he's awesome And that was a pretty sexy play, for sure
2: Real sexy um, Real sexy play
1: Alright, I think we're going to call it Mike just can't seem to get in Yeah, um, I, end, a four hour show Is
2: probably okay <laughs> Yeah <laughs> This one needs to go to bed okay. Alright dude A four hour
1: show <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> It was nice to you Yeah, man.
0: Thanks to everyone out there for listening. If you're interested in reaching out to us, you can email us at two guys a league, and some guests at gmail.com. You can find our latest episodes at anchor.fm slash Tugalag. Or you can follow us on Twitter, where you can find all of our info. Our handle is at Tugalag. That's the number two, followed by G-A-L-A-G. Don't forget to like, follow, and share. Thanks for listening, and until next time.